Hey guys, and welcome to the number 222 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' 25-point victory over the Phoenix Suns. It was a dominant win, mainly led by Rui Hachimura, and we will get into that and how my predictions were pretty close um, to being correct in that game. And then, of course, we're going to preview uh, the Wizards at Magic game that will be going on tonight. That should be um, an exciting one uh, for everyone to watch. You will see my prediction. We'll see. The Wizards have won three in a row, four of its past five games, and they have a chance to extend that winning streak to four tonight. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. And of course, as always, let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off here by recapping this Suns versus Wizards game. And to be completely honest, the Wizards dominated this game. And it was close at periods, but like throughout the game, like overall, like there was no one really near uh, the Wizards. You know, if you look at the game flow, you know, when you were watching, you know, the Wizards were kind of, you know, the Suns were maybe creeping up at times, but overall the Wizards had the lead. For the majority of the game, they had some great performance in this game, even without Bradley Beal. Monte Morris, this is exactly what you want out of a guy like Monte Morris. He's not supposed to be one of your best players. He's not, you know, he's not supposed to be this amazing, flashy player. But from your starting point guard, when you have 12 points, six rebounds, eight assists, and no turnovers while being a plus 10 and shooting the ball 50% from the field, 50% from downtown, and making all of your free throws. That is the kind of game that you want from a guy like Monte Morris. He doesn't need to go out there and be this spectacular player. He just needs to do his job, and that's exactly what he did in this game. How about Daniel Gafford? The Wizards continue to run this two-big lineup, and it continues to work. Daniel Gafford, 14 points, eight rebounds, one assist, and three blocks. He was a plus seven, only missed one shot the entire game. Was truly a very useful asset. He wasn't really used that much in the fourth quarter, but at that point, the Wizards had already secured a lead, and and overall, part of the reason why they won that game, a big reason why they won that game, was because of Daniel Gafford. He's proving why when the Wizards signed him to that contract uh, before the beginning of last season, they're showing why uh, that con- why he is deserving of that contract, and he's proving that. And it just seemed like you know great schemes here from West Sunset Jr. First of all, you know he's kind of he kind of you know he kind of struggled to end the year last year as a first year head coach. They this year he hadn't done much, but to make this change and the fact that it's succeeding and you're doing it without your 251 million Mega Max superstar, that is really impressive to me. Again, when you see a, a good performance from, uh, I don't know if I said this yet, but you see a good performance from Christoph Porzingis as well, 22.6 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, a plus 23 plus minus. Again, these are the kind of games that you want to see uh, from these two big men, and they can just continue to dominate. And this is a game where even though the Suns overall had weaker bigs, 
they were going, still going against DeAndre Ayton, and that's really impressive. And Ayton in this game was limited to no blocks. So, um, yeah, even though Ayton was able to score the ball, uh, overall, the Wizards' um, big men were just absolutely terrific um, in this game. Corey Kispert, I would like to see do more. He's kind of very inconsistent. Some games he'll do well, some days he won't. Today, he was just kind of, I mean, today, uh, the last game, he was just kind of there. You know, he got to the line a few times, but nothing crazy. Kyle Kuzma had a nice game, a plus 34. Um, overall, the offense played terrific when he was on the court. He had 22 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. But let's talk about the guy that everybody wants to hear me talk about. Rui Hachimura, 30 points, 5 re- rebounds, and a block. A plus 19, plus minus, while shooting 11 of 13 from the field, 50% from the three-point line, and 7 of 8 from the free-throw line. Hachimura's just returned from injury a few games ago, and I said, oh, he was consistent, but maybe he's not going to put up a crazy performance. He's like, sure, I'll be consistent, and I'll put up the crazy performance. What a job from Rui Hachimura. And it was honestly the second quarter where, you know, there's a – Wizards, again, were overall winning. This this could be any quarter. Wizards were overall winning. Suns would creep up, but overall the Wizards consistently uh, were leading in the game. And I feel like the Wizards were a little little hesitant to give the ball to Rui Hachimura because he was playing well. He usually isn't, like, this on fire in a game, but he was. So all of a sudden, like, they're getting in the ball and every time he's making it. And I feel like the Wizards wanted to kind of avoid that so it wouldn't be too obvious. But overall, it was good that they didn't avoid it because – he just could not miss a shot. He was getting open looks. He was making fade away from the mid-range. Um, as um, I think it was Drew Gooden or Chris Miller, two great commentators. I think one of them said, I forget which one. Basically, a mid-range shot for him is basically guaranteed right now. Uh, Ruby Hachimura is having um, an amazing streak, and he's showing that, you know, maybe that, that eighth overall pick was worth it. I was talking about, you know, is a good quality role player worth the eighth overall pick? What he just did on uh, on Wednesday night is worth the eighth overall pick. So, he is proving to be a very, very, very talented player. And it's honestly amazing to see because I'm a big fan of Rui Hachimura, especially after that uh, 2020 season. He was so great uh, in the uh, in the postseason. And I'm just really happy that he's finally been given the opportunity to step up and show how talented he really is scoring the ball. But, um, you know, overall, something to look at. The Wizards have really dominated at home this year. They're 10-7 and seven at home. On the road, that's been a different story. They are a 5-14 and 14 on the road. They do have a road game. Um, tonight, so we will see if that will make a difference. But overall, a really nice performance uh, from the Washington Wizards all around, offensively and defensively, and that showed on the scoreboard. And then, you know, I just think that, you know, like I'm not going to overreact because I overreacted when they were 10-7, and and then they ended up blowing things apart. But I do want to give myself some credit. I made some really good predictions in this game. I said that even though DeAndre Ayton is in the game, that the Wizards will dominate the paint and easily win the points in the paint battle. Well, the Wizards had 60 points in the paint. The Suns had 28. They over doubled. If you doubled the Suns' points in the paint margin, the Wizards would still have more points in the paint. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, What a game. Overall, what a game from uh, the Washington Wizards. And, you know, we'll see if they can you know, continue that tonight uh, here against the Orlando Magic. And I do want to say, before we get into it, this is going to be a tough four-game road trip. So, like, going on a four-game uh, road trip here at Orlando tonight, then at Milwaukee sun- on Sunday, at Milwaukee on Tuesday, and then uh, a week from now they're at Oklahoma City. So you go on that four-game road trip, and then you have a four-game homestand against New Orleans, Chicago, New York, and Golden State. So these next eight games, I'd like to see the Wizards win five of them. I, I, I mean, I prefer six. I mean, I know it's going to be hard with those Milwaukee games. Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the NBA. But these are the kind of games, if you're the Wizards right now, where if you still want to compete, 
these are the kind of games that you need to win. You know what I'm trying to say? These are the kind of games that you want your team to win. Because when you have a tough schedule coming up, you need to win the winnable games. And as you're about to hear, this is a winnable game with the amount of injuries that the Orlando Magic have with overall how the Orlando Magic have played compared to how the Wizards have played recently. This should be a win here um, in Orlando. I say here in Orlando, in Orlando where the Wizards play tonight. And, um, you know, because Beal does look like he is going to play. He is questionable. I am going to play this preview off if Beal plays, but I just want to let know even if Beal plays or if he doesn't, my prediction stays the same. Todd Gibson is also questionable, but... I cannot believe the amount of players that are out for the Orlando Magic. You can basically say the Orlando Magic roster, out. Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr., RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Chumo Okiki, Jalen Suggs, and Mo Wachner are all out. Mo Wachner, former wizard, by the way. They're all out in this game. Unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable how many players are out. So the Wizards really do need to take advantage of this. Even though they are still on the road, you got to take advantage of a team that's lost basically all of their depth. And uh, I kind of wish Mo Wagner was healthy uh, because it would really it would be cool to see Mo Wagner go against Daniel Gafford after the Wizards traded Mo Wagner and Troy Brown Jr. for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchison. Hutchison, I don't think, is in the league anymore. And uh, now you could see Gafford and then Wagner so end up on Orlando. That would have been cool to see, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to see that. I hope we'll be able to see another time though um my prediction for this game nope i'm not gonna tell you that i always forget to do that uh, you gotta talk about the starting lineup what can i say for the wizards um it is going to be monte morris bradley beal if he does play if not it's Corey kispert like last game kyle kuzma christoph sporzingis and daniel gafford um in that starting lineup again that two big lineup has been really impactful and you can tell the wizards are continuing uh, to go with it uh, for the orlando magic it's a really interesting lineup you have former number one 2017 number one overall pick Markel Fultz with Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, uh, or probably they'll move, they'll move Bancaro to the four, slide Terrence Ross in at the three, and then have Bull Bull um, at the five spot. So, um, you know, very interesting. Bull Bull, his dad used to play for the Wizards. Um, you know, I like to say fun facts like that, but a fun fact about this game is that the Wizards are going to win 120 to 98, starting off with my Coburn's catch. I think the Wizards will win this game because of their bench unit. With the Wizards running a two-big lineup and then and the fact that it's been working, it's just the Suns, I mean the Suns, with the Magic, excuse me, with uh, their lack of depth, they just will not be able to control that. And then now it has created that two-big lineup, moving Daniel Gafford up there, it's created more structure and more scoring to the bench unit. And you saw that they dominated the bench unit, as I predicted, by the way, against Phoenix, where we had more, as I just mentioned, of 30 points. And I think we'll have another great scoring day. I think he will have over 20 points again in this matchup. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be so hard because for the Magic, because again, they have so much depth lost. They don't have like any of their depth. So that Wizards bench unit is just going to kill it. Hachimura is going to have another amazing day and the Wizards get the job done. Surprising statement. I think Paolo Bancaro is over 25 points. And the reason why I say this is a surprising statement is this wouldn't be too surprising. But if I have the Magic scoring 98 points, then that means if he gets 25 points, he scores over a quarter of his team's 
of scoring production. So that tells you how much I think Paolo Ban- they'll have to rely on Paolo Bancaro in this game. I think he may have 30. I, I said over 25 points. Uh, and with the Magic having a lack of depth, they just don't have a lot of players that can step up and score the ball. Bancaro, number one overall pick this year. He's been terrific as a rookie. Average over 20 points. And they're like he's like the only person that they can really rely on to score the ball. Him and Franz Wagner. But uh, Franz Wagner's great. But you cannot compare Franz Wagner to uh, Paolo Bancaro. Bancaro's been terrific. He has a bright future ahead of him. I can see him having again 30 or more, as I just mentioned, but I just don't think the offense will generate much without him because of all the depth that they are missing in this game. Spread time, the Wizards are five and a half point favorites. The over-under is 226. Uh, I would pick the under. I have 218 points in in my matchup, and I would pick um, the Wizards as well. I have them winning by 22 points. My spread, I have the Wizards as six and a half point favorites. Again, I know they're inconsistent, but still, they're on fire right now. But the amount of depth that the Magic are missing, I wouldn't give it a drastic. The Wizards can't be a drastic favorite. You can't be a 15 win team and be a drastic favorite, but that's, I think, drastic enough as a six and a half point favorite. Over under 221 and a half, I would still pick the under and I would still pick the Wizards. Fantasy Outlook. I have Christoph Porzingis having a monster day. You'll hear about that later. I have him getting 55 to 70 fantasy points. I have Paolo Bancaro getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points, if he plays. And I have Ruby Hachimura getting 30 to 45 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? Well, I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 68.1% chance of winning actually makes a ton of sense. The Wizards are a hot team. They've won four out of their past five games, and they're going against a shorthanded uh, Orlando Magic team. I do understand. You'd think by that, oh, it should be an 80% favorite. However, being on the road in an NBA game, anything can happen. They're still NBA players. And then when you include the fact that the Wizards have been really inconsistent this year, bringing that percentage down to about 68% makes a lot of sense. I'd give this a period it's basically perfect this percent espn has nailed hit bullseye on this percentage and last but certainly not least my favorite one of these segments that i did preview for today who you got i think christoph's porzingis may have his best game of the season tonight in orlando with Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Wagner, and Mo Bamba out for Orlando, it's just basically up to Bull Bull to guard Kristaps Porzingis. And he's also going to have to worry about Daniel Gaffer with his Wizards' too big lineup. The Wizards will just absolutely dominate the paint. The Magic won't know how to control it. Bull Bull's going to struggle defensively. He may get postered on a dunk. It's not the Bull Bull's a bad player, but he's going against two very talented big men. I think Porzingis will knock down a few threes, dominate the paint and the mid-range game, while being the most impactful player on the the defensive end. He will have four blocks along with 36 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, two steals, 13 of 23. That's 56.5% field goal shooting, four of seven from downtown, 57.1% uh, that would be, and then making all six of his free throws. He'll only have two personal fouls, which is good because he tends to get in foul trouble, and just one turnover as he leads the Wizards to their second straight blowout victory to extend their winning streak to four. Hope you guys do did enjoy this episode if you did subscribe follow share view i do want to let you know before we do wrap up this episode i've had a terrific year doing this This is the second year of wiz talk with chase i doubt that we do another episode by the new year so i do want to say this i didn't do like a new year special or anything but i just want to let you know i had to do with a lot this year and um this podcast was basically an outlet i can let myself go i'm sorry that we went stretches without posting again it was a hard year for me i had to go through 
some things, but, you know, my grandpops died and some other things. But overall, 2022 has gotten better. It was overall a good year doing this podcast. We started Chase's Sports News. We started the Cool Sports Newsletter. We started the Cool Sports Network. This is a big year for me and my broadcasting, and I appreciate everybody that has listened. And I do want to let you know we have some fun things planned for 2023 right out of the gate. And we're going to see some more guests on this podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This podcast is going to grow substantially here in its third year of existence. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully the Wizards win. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.